Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs. Ups and Downs. <laughs> welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, which is an hour, no, 55 minutes late. Because for some reason, I, this may not even be working as far as I can concerned. Sorry to my people uh, listening to this on the podcast app for two reasons. One, I forgot to upload the last two episodes to the podcast feed because of WrestleMania madness. But uh, more importantly than all of that, I've literally spent the last, I sat down at half past four to sort this, so an hour and a half. You don't need to know all of this, but I need to rage. Sometimes Miller just needs to rage. An hour and a half I spent trying to sort... I just couldn't get it connected to the internet for no reason whatsoever. When I left, everything was fine, and I come back, nothing is fine. But I do apologize for everybody that was waiting in the YouTube chat. I do apologize to everybody in general. For some reason, this light is making me look like I've got a Rudolph nose. It's all gone bad. It's... (laughs) It's all gone bad. Much like Raw last week. There we go. There's my tie-in. Nobody enjoyed Raw last week. They thought it absolutely sucked. It got voted like one of the worst wrestling shows ever. It was up there with Heroes of Wrestling. Now, look, my friends, you're allowed to say and do and react to anything, however you deem fit. But that's nonsense. (laughs) Have you seen? (laughs) Have you seen Heroes of Wrestling? If not, check out the retro ups and downs. And for everyone that always messages me going, Simon, where's retro ups and downs? I just do what I'm told, man. I'm an employee, and I'm very, very happy about this fact. So one day maybe it comes back. Maybe maybe one day it doesn't. Uh, All the usual stuff. If you're on YouTube right now, please like the video, share the video, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, Just interact as much as you possibly can. If you want to support the podcast, you can at patreon.com. Forza Simon 316. The link in the description right there. That allows this podcast to keep going. And what's the other thing that I wanted to throw out there too? I can't even remember, which probably means it doesn't matter at all. Ah, Super Chats. Given that some people are throwing Super Chats in the chat right now, if you would like to interact with me and have a statement or a question to ask, you can put it in there. Because you have supported the show financially, of course I will respond to you. It's very, very kind because we make moan money from this whatsoever. And hopefully we don't just fall offline. Could happen at any time. I don't know how I've set this up. It's like a confangled machine. I'm like Doc Brown. But I do want to start with Lamel KH2 is in the super chat because we did get to meet at WrestleMania and it was a wonderful moment. As he said to me, Simon, it was so nice to meet you last week. I had an amazing time at my first WrestleMania. I totally forgot to ask you for an Oscar up in person though, which is true. But genuinely, when you meet someone that has been watching the podcast, watching the ups and downs, watching the YouTube, whatever it may be, and they say nice words, I genuinely think this is a mega, mega cool moment. And thank you to everyone who made those live ups and downs so special. I know they're not for everyone, and I always get inundated with people going, I don't like it, I don't like it. Well, it's me being very selfish. We do a lot of ups and downs throughout the year. It's my selfish time where I finally get to uh, enjoy people going nuts for no apparent reason. And to that one guy that always messaged me going, Simon, you're so arrogant because you mentioned signs on the shows and you do these ups and downs. It's not arrogance, my friend. It is enjoying this ridiculous community that somehow we've managed to build up. And I highly doubt that anybody would... (laughs) would not enjoy this and why would you want to not enjoy this what a loser you'd have to be to not go man there's a bunch of cool people around here why don't we have a bunch of fun with it Uh, also shout out to my man spaz phoenix always being a very very cool supporter of this which i appreciate and he has all the id 
ideas, which I like. I think uh, Sol Zakoa and Damian Priest have to be the post-Mania pushes. The only members of the two best factions that did not have Mania matches. Also, Heyman should send Solo and Brock for the tag titles to shame the Usos in Roman's eyes. Well, we're going to get into Brock Lesnar in just one second. Uh, I do think Solo Zakoa is in line for a mega push. I think he's going to be feuding with Roman Reigns at some point in 2023, which is very exciting. And we've already begun with Damian Priest. I mean, he's definitely going to be teaming up with Dominic Mysterio to take on Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio. And while some people like to go, oh, don't get why Bad Bunny is wrestling, he's massive. And especially in Puerto Rico, where Backlash is coming from, that is going to be an event. That is going to stop people in the street. That is going to get people going crazy. So... Yeah, look, it may not be for you. That's totally cool. If you're into Bad Bunny, I totally get it. But it's the same with Logan Paul. You've got to think of the big picture here. And these are both two massive crossover stars who really care about wrestling and can put on good wrestling matches. They are of benefit to WWE. And I can totally see uh, why anybody anybody would want to do that. Quick shout out to Bushin Ryu Cat in the super chat as well. Just throwing some money in there with a cool little dancing puff emoji. Always like to see that. And my man Zach Poff in the super chat too says, No question, Simon. Just a massive congratulations on your wrestling journey. Bringing you to LA. You are an inspiration. Which is always very nice. That's very, very kind, Zach. Yeah, those WrestleMania weekends are exhausting. They're intense. They're hard work. This one was a nightmare. For many reasons, I'm going to do a video about it on my YouTube channel soon, so make sure you subscribe to that. The first three days, nothing in my life has ever gone so bad. So thank goodness WrestleMania was there <laughs> to perk me back up again. But that's why we fall, Bruce. So why do we fall, Bruce? In order to pick ourselves up again. So yeah, we're going to talk about Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I was very lucky to be there live at that post-WrestleMania Raw. And look, going back to what we said, it wasn't great. It was a bit lackluster. I think people always have to remember that you are going to get a different reaction from people that have actually gone to the show because they would have spent thousands of dollars on going to WrestleMania and Raw and SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. And when you do do that, naturally, you are inclined to try and enjoy something more. It's just the way of it. That's just what people do because you don't want to feel disappointed. And that's why when we did the ups and downs as well, I was like, you know what, I'm going to... I mean, it's, it's a positive show anyway, but I'm going to make sure I put even more of a positive twist on this because you want people to feel good about their trips. And it's just a stupid review show. It doesn't matter. Who am I? Why do I have any authority or any say? But what I will say is that I was genuinely surprised. I, I mean, how long have I been watching wrestling? Like 25 plus years. And I was genuinely surprised. I thought they were going to do the match because I'm an idiot. I'm a mark, as some people would say. I thought they were going to do Roman Reigns and uh, Solo versus Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. I was like, sweet, let's get some WWE 2K23 action in there. And then we didn't do that. And of course, Brock Lesnar turned on Cody Rhodes. The rumor, the uh, murmurings out there are that this has been planned a month before WrestleMania. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. You can get anything out there to suit your narrative, should you so wish. But I actually really like it. Now, the only negative I think it has is it would be so much better if the championships were on the line. I didn't mind Roman Reigns winning because it was fun. I stopped looking at the ring and I started looking around SoFi Stadium and I watched people melt down. I get there's some fun in that because people are emotionally connected, much like when The Undertaker lost. But if I had the book and the pencil, yes, I would have had Cody Rhodes win because I think you had the perfect end in there. You know, uh, Sami Zayn, Haluva kick, Kevin Owens, Stunner, Crossroads. You could hit three of them if you really want to put a full stop on it. Cody wins the belt. We come out the other side. We continue to tease problems with the bloodline, especially now because they don't have any more championships. Build to the solo versus Roman. Roman Reigns feud and then yeah do the same tag team match Cody gets turned on by Brock but then we move into backlash and the championship is on the line I think that's much more fun and I think it gives it something that maybe maybe it doesn't have now 
But it's still a really cool match. Like one of the things I ask for mostly from wrestling is just new stuff, fresh stuff like bread, right? That's all I want. Give me something I haven't seen before. Give me something that intrigues me because wrestling is on so much. I do watch all the shows. I'm very lucky and blessed to be able to do that. But after a while, if you see the same old, same old, you're like, well, I'm just bored of this now. It's the same as anything. Like I love pizza, man. But if I had pizza seven times a day for seven years, eventually I'd be like, man, give me a piece of vegetable. That doesn't even make any sense. What's a piece of vegetable? But we're still getting the match and we're still doing it at Backlash as Cody Rhodes set up last night. But what is the plan? Because Brock Lesnar, as we know, is only going to come in here and there. He's not going to be a full-time mainstay, especially at this point in his career. And if you watch the interview he did with Daniel Cormier over WrestleMania weekend, he was genuinely done after he lost to Drew McIntyre. Wasn't up for the pandemic stuff. Thought, you know what? This is a great time to walk away. It's been 20 years. And then obviously we get to SummerSlam 2021, whatever it was. Vince McMahon calls him up. Hey-ho. And we're, and we're back in it. And he is still a megastar. Like, if you wanted to make the argument, I don't think WWE see him this way. But if you wanted to make the argument that he stands taller than Roman Reigns in the hierarchy in the pecking order, there is certainly a debate to be had, right? There is. But the question is, what do we do? So we get to Backlash. And look, let me know in the chat right now. Just put names in there and we'll see what we get. Does Cody Rhodes win? Does Brock Lesnar win? Can Cody Rhodes afford to suffer another loss? Is this a multiple pay-per-view premium live event um, feud? I, I genuinely think it, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked. And I think it's genuinely intriguing because Brock Lesnar doesn't lose to a lot of people. In fact, the only person I can remember him losing to recently without any super shenanigans, well, that's not even true because he did lose to Roman Reigns with shenanigans. And he lost to Bobby Lashley, but that was super, super shenanigans, right? There wasn't even a pin. It was just a disqualification. So there is something to this. If Cody Rhodes beat Brock Lesnar... That's massive, especially if all of a sudden it does tie in that Paul Heyman has something to do with it, because it could just be a red herring. It could just be a ruse. But they are teasing massively on Raw that Paul Heyman has something to do with this. So I like it. It's layered. And I genuinely don't know what's going to happen in that match. I mean, maybe Paul Heyman does come out and he screws over uh, Cody, which then Roman has a problem with. It's like, what, you set this up? And Brock is like, yeah. Paul is like, yes, but I did it for you, my tribal chief. I am the wise man. Or maybe they don't. Maybe Cody Rhodes. I mean, I cannot see it. This is the thing, right? And I actually think maybe we should do this, but I cannot see a world where we get to backlash the first time these two clash and we just get crossroads one, two, three. I can't see it because we never do anything like that. However, on the flip side, maybe Brock Lesnar knows he only has a few matches left. He's been told by Vince. Don't forget Vince. It was Whether Vince or Triple H is in charge, it was Vince McMahon that brought back Cody Rhodes. It was Vince McMahon that decided Cody needs to be the main event if The Rock's going to be not going to be the main event. So maybe McMahon has sat down with Lesnar and said, look, you're on your way out. And much like I put you over The Undertaker, now it's time for you to do a massive loss. And you need to lose to Clo Clo Clody. That's what I call him now. You need to lose to Clody, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. And I tell you, if you do do that, even if he hits multiple crossroads, that elevates Cody Rhodes to a brand new level, especially if we then get to SummerSlam and he beats Roman Reigns for the championship, which I'm still doubling down on. That's right. I've decided this is what's going to happen and we'll get it at SummerSlam and it may actually work well for WWE long-term because their big thing, hence why they're doing it in stadiums, is to make SummerSlam WrestleMania 2. That's what they want. Technically WrestleMania 3 because obviously WrestleMania is over, is over two nights. And this is why I like it because it's like an onion. There's layers here and we can peel it back and we can peel it back. And I think Kevin Nash said on his podcast, he goes, well, I'm going to tune into Raw because I want to know what the flub is going on. Now, Brock Lesnar's explanation is going to be key to this because at the moment, he's the rumor, he hasn't said anything, but the rumor is he didn't like the fact that he was on first and therefore he's going to get mad at the person that was on last. But that means he should be going after Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and the Usos. He should be going after Charlotte. He should be going after Ronda Rousey. He should be going after The Miz. These are all people that went on after him. But I don't think it's going to be that. I, I'm hoping that that's just 
some seed planting we're doing now. And maybe it is something like, oh, Paul Heyman reached out to Brock Lesnar and said, you can have a title shot or something if you do my bidding. And then he fails. And then you don't have to do the title shot. I mean, that's me being very Reddit booking and pie in the sky. But I don't think you would base an entire feud on, I didn't like my place matchment on the card. Although saying that I like goofy and silly and ludicrous wrestling. So am I going to get mad at this? No. I just want to see Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. How do you even do that match? I mean, Brock Lesnar is going to pulverize him and beat him up and throw him around the place because that's a Brock Lesnar match. But a Cody Rhodes match is very emotional and very fighting from underneath and usually coming back. And again, you know, uh, am I going to see Brock Lesnar get hit with a Cody cutter? Do you know how excited that makes me because I'm a loser? Or the dusty punches or the drop down punch or the power slam out of the corner? These are things that I need in my life. So I actually, other WWE's come up with this. If you weren't going to take the championships off Roman, which we haven't done, I'm not sure you could have come up with a better program that has more interest. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Well, I want to go to the chat quickly and see what people are saying. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish, my friend, my man, who I do need to get back to, which I will do soon. Oh, my email inbox is insane. Uh, in the super chat, thank you, man. Thank you for always being consistent as a creator. I definitely am being consistent the last 10 days, but I appreciate the words all the same. It inspires me in my own content to keep on coming, even on days I don't feel like I'm good enough. Tom, you're always good enough, my friend. I promise you that. And everybody uh, watching and listening to this is good enough. Because we're all just human beings. We're all on the same base level. No one is better than everybody else. Doesn't matter on your race, your religion, your skin color, your gender. We're all the same, right? And that's why wrestling is so great because it should bring people to together. Don't kick people out. Uh, shout out to Ashley Short as well, the super chat, who says, Hey, Simon, do you get nervous when an entrance ramp <laughs> incorporates steps? Thanks for everything. That's a great question, Ash. I don't get nervous, but it does ruin your entrance because you have to go down there with a certain amount of grace otherwise you're like a moron and there are some stairs that you promotions use that are really steep you don't want to slip on that and break your back so yes there is an element of that <laughs> to walking down steps that's very astute of you you should probably be a wrestler or involved in wrestling somehow uh zach in the super chat my man thank you so much is wwe more likely to build up cody versus roman for SummerSlam or mania 40 you cannot stretch out to mania 40 it will be boring like i really enjoyed raw last night but i absolutely understand the argument that seeing the same people i know matt riddle's involved now but seeing that same finish is starting to be the law of diminishing returns i don't think we're there just yet but if you try and stretch that out for another 12 months i don't think it's going to work and i think eventually you're going to uh you, you you will lose the audience and again that's the other debate here was wrestlemania 39 the peak so even though when we get to SummerSlam 2023 if cody does win which will be awesome and we'll love it and we'll cry and we'll have warm and fuzzy feelings in our tum-tums that's the other thing I wanted to promote. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Simon Miller. Go buy yourself a Simon Miller wrestling tee. I need to afford my WrestleMania. No, I'm just, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. Bye, but anyway. Um, yeah, they need to make sure they come up with a really good arc for this story so that once again, we can get invested. And if you are going to do that, Cody cannot lose twice. I'm telling you that right now. When he takes on Coleman, Coleman Reigns, so it's Clody and Coleman Reigns, something very wrong with me today. He's got to win. And if he doesn't, then they have dropped the ball. And even Mr. Positive Pete over here will talk about it because that would be a mistake. My man, Spice Phoenix and Super Chats. Let's go back to the hand stuff, right? What are your thoughts on the next three pay-per-views being out of the US? And are we close to a day two SummerSlam like Mania? I hope not. That will then negate Mania too. Mania should be the two night one. Otherwise, you're just going to have to tell people, I'm sorry, you can't get on the card. Of course, that sucks. You want to be on the card. SummerSlam, Rumble, Survivor Series absolutely have to be one night. Uh, the next three pay-per-views. So obviously we have Mar, we have May. This backlash in Puerto Rico. Uh, July is UK. So I'm assuming June is in Canada. I don't know which show that is. I think it's good. WWE is a worldwide brand. They sold all that Money in the Bank pay-per-view like that. Shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyway. 
Uh, no, I think we should be doing this more and more. That's why I'm super pumped about the AEW Wembley show. And we'll talk about that later with some of the crazy things people are saying. But no, take the product everywhere, grow your fan base. And then even if you do have a lull in the US, you know that other people are watching. Like that happened in the 90s. WWE toured Europe all the time, especially places like Germany and the UK, because they were far more being far more successful over here than they were in America. That's why we got SummerSlam 1992. They knew they could make a fortune and they did. So no, no, no way, man. Go to as many, many pieces as you can. Uh, John, John the Jin in the super chat too. Always supporting. Appreciate you. Uh, saying the biggest week of the wrestling year aside for a bit. Do you think Session Moth <laughs> will try to bribe a teetotaler with beer after that rumble? I think Session Moth Martina, who you should all check out. And if you don't know, is an independent uh, UK wrestler. Very, very good at what she does. Uh, I think she would do whatever she had to do in order to be successful. So yes, that probably will happen. And shout out to Session Moth. I had a match at Riot Cabaret a few weeks ago. You probably would have seen the video when I was stone cold Simon Miller. Great day for me. And I gave her a stunner. It just happens, unfortunately. That's what Stone Cold is all about. Right. So many people in the chat are saying they want me to beat MJF. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, I want Cody to win, but I think it's going to be a dusty finish. I actually see Brock winning, maybe by a DQ. This guy says Cody Roods. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Cody wins. Uh, see, a lot of people going for Coot Cody. A lot of people getting excited about the Metallica album. <laughs> oh, I love it. Someone just talking about Dave Meltzer. So most people are going for Cody. Someone says maybe we do the Brock Lesnar squash match like we did with Cena at SummerSlam 2014. Was that 15? I can't remember. No, 2014, right? Um, there's many things that you can do. I just... A Cody. Uh, pff, look, if we are doing... Oh, it's a Saudi Arabia show in May. That's where it is. In June. So you get to money in the bank. I can't see three matches between Cody and Brock. I think Cody has to win the first one. I don't think you can make it a two-match feud. I think we made our decision. We've drawn a line in the sand. Evolution. It's a mystery. And I think Cody needs to beat him. That's what I think. Cody's our man. Brock ain't going to be around for a long time. Cody Rhodes absolutely is. So that's what I'm going here. But that's what I think we're doing. I think we have the plan to have Cody win, and he's going to do this. And that's why he doesn't need to win money in the bank. He doesn't need to win money in the bank. Somebody actually tweeted me earlier, cheap plug at Simon of 316. And they said maybe Logan Paul wins this year money in the bank. And you know what? To get to generate some heat, it's not the worst idea in the world. But given that he has already fought Roman Reigns, although Roman would lose it at SummerSlam, so I suppose you could do Cody versus Logan Paul. I just think if Logan Paul wins the money in the bank, he should probably be defeated for the briefcase. But I do see the logic in it. But now I'm actually saying it out loud. Now I can see this. So Logan wins money in the bank. That pisses everybody off, which WWE will love. Cody then wins at SummerSlam. So you haven't got to worry about Roman. Logan Paul probably takes on John Cena at that show, but then he would have to lose. You can't have Logan Paul beat John Cena, but that is the rumor. And then maybe you get to the pay-per-view after that and Logan Paul cashes in, but Logan Paul would have to lose. It's an interesting one. Again, we're coming up to money in the bank. I mean, Sami Zayn is an option, depending what happens with the tag title. Solo Sokoa is an option, because then you can start teasing everything between Solo and... Um, and Roman Reigns, you could go crazy and give it to Jey Uso. I wouldn't get mad about that. A Chad Gable would be awesome, but I don't think they're going to put him in that mix. So that's a worry. Give it to Otis again. <laughs> that would be fine. Uh, right, before we do get through Raw as well, I do just want to mention this AEW Wembley show because I'm a little bit behind. And if there's anything you want me to talk about WrestleMania, I will, but I think that's way past the fact. I apologize that I wasn't able to get one done. Had all these plans. If you follow me on Twitter, my phone blew up. I wasn't able to record any content. It was the worst thing ever. Cost me a fortune, which is why you should buy a t-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> what an asshole I am. So... Tony Khan and Adam Cole and Nigel McGuinness signed to AEW, super cool news, made the announcement that uh, AEW is coming to the UK August 27th and they're running Wembley Stadium. 
all of a sudden, the internet that always seems to know better than everyone was like, oh, he meant Wembley Arena. No, he didn't. He met Wembley Stadium. I tell you the reason he met Wembley Stadium, because this is a statement. He's not just coming for UK fans. He's coming for Germany fans, French fans, Italy fans, Spain fans. Anyone that likes professional wrestling, and I'm sure they have the numbers, will try and find a way to get to this show. Because it's the first time that AEW has ever been outside of North America. Now, I'm not saying they can sell 90,000 tickets. I'm not saying they can't, but I'm not saying that they definitely can. But we have to remember, even though it's a massive stadium, if they sell 40 to 50,000, that is incredible. That's the biggest show that they ever had, would have done. I think WWE put about 60 to 65 in at Clash of the Castle, so there'd only be 15,000 behind then. What an achievement, what a feat. And after about 5,000, 6,000 people, you're making a profit anyway. Because Wembley's about 400,000 pounds to run, or $400,000. But you know the Khans have a relationship with Wembley because they run American football games there and they have you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and they had everything uh, you know, with, with Fulham too. So they were no people. I mean, um, is it Sadiq Khan? Is that the, I can't remember the that Shad Khan. Shad Khan, Sadiq Khan's the mayor of London. Shad Khan tried to buy Wembley at one point. I mean, it didn't go to plan. So I think this is awesome. Man, why would you not shoot for the fences, man? Or swing for the fences, I should say. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But anybody in, what are we on? May, the April, the whatever. Anybody who's going, this is doomed to fail. You're crazy. You're mad. One, you shouldn't be a negative Nancy to begin with. But also, two, you should want AEW to be successful. Because if AEW is more successful over here, WWE will try to come over here more. And they'll try to be more successful. And we'll get bigger shows. And we'll get better creative ideas. And we'll get bigger stars. And it'll be push, 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 fight, 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 war, war, war. That's what we should want from professional wrestling. I don't want, I want WWE to smash it. But I want AEW to smash it. I want Ring of Honor to smash it. I want to get to the point where Ring of Honor can run a show over here. And they get 5,000, 6,000 people. It's really difficult to do that. 5,000 people. People. Do you imagine if there's 5,000 people in this room right now? You wouldn't be able to see me because it would be crazy. So I think this is awesome. I love the fact they're doing this. I hope it's a massive success. I hope they put an incredible card on and I hope everybody that goes has a wonderful time. Now, there is the question, are they going to run Dynamite and Rampage over here? I don't know at all. I think it's a risky strategy at the moment because, of course, if you already booked your hotel... Uh, and you would have liked to have stayed in London a bit longer and you missed the TV shows, yeah, that would be disappointing. But at the moment, we don't know what their strategy is. And it is a week before All Out 2. Now, from what I can tell, it sounds to me like this isn't going to be a pay-per-view in the traditional sense. Again, I don't want to say any more because it's me speculating entirely. But if that is the case, and you get to have this mega super-duper awesome show 9000 on that Sunday, and then we get to the following week and you get All Out, which you would have to pay your 50 bucks or the Fight TV prize, or 20 quid, whatever it is. I mean, that's, again, that's, that, that's laying your marker down. But I, I, will not, I will not sit here in my comfortable hood position. And if you want this to be a failure, you're mad. Like, you just are. You're crazy. And you can get mad at me. That's fine. People get mad at me all, all the time. But more professional wrestling, running more shows, is not only good for the companies at the top of the card, but it all rolls downhill. It means independent wrestling will be... Hello, my friends. This is Simon Miller from The Abyss. Just letting you know, during the live stream, this is when the audio, for no reason, just cut out. So I apologize for the odd segue. I promise you, eventually, we will get this working, but I still love you. Let's shout out the Hebrew Hammer, who did a super chat. I don't think this would ever happen. I'm in already. But I need to see Ripley power slam Lesnar in a scuffle like she did Gallows. Talk about strapping a rocket to someone, Ripley to the moon. Well, what I would do is I would let her do it to, uh, to Roman Reigns. I mean, genuinely, I, I would have Rhea Ripley beat Roman Reigns. I'm not joking. That's what I would do. I would have Rhea Ripley beat Roman Reigns and become the women's champion and the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion or whatever the hell um, whatever the hell that they're calling that belt now. I'm not kidding. I pull, I pull, I pull the trigger on it and it would be the greatest thing. Uh, it'd be the greatest thing to ever happen. 
Anyway, AEW at Wembley. Again, if you're listening on the podcast feed, yes, all of a sudden you just had no segue there whatsoever. But we are having many, many difficulties today when it comes to the technical, um, the technical problems, which is also why this podcast is probably going to be quite short today. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about Raw. That's right. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of tra- travel problems last night. So that's why the show was rewritten. It was nothing to do with Vince McMahon or anything like that. It doesn't even sound like Vince McMahon was at the show. Um, and I thought it was pretty decent, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I like the main event, Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. We've inserted Matt Riddle in there, which makes perfect sense because it was Solo that took him took him out the game. I loved the uh, Usos versus Alpha Academy match, which you can only imagine was made because of the travel issues. And I hope the WWE realize how over Alpha Academy are. Like people were so so damn pumped to see them. So and they wanted they wanted that win after. Chad Gable hit that headbutt. So uh, I, I really hope that... Uh, I hope it goes somewhere. I don't know what's going on with the Maximum Male model stuff. Like, I like all of that. At first, it felt like it was there to split up um, to split up Alpha Academy. But given that I don't think that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will be tag team champions for an overly long time, I think you want to invest in your tag teams that you do have. And I think those two are great. I mean, Chad Gable is so damn special. And Otis is wonderful. How can you like Otis? What a terrific character. I mean, he's perfect for WWE. He's sports entertainment personified him anyways so let's keep rocking and rolling uh, with them and yes look i mean we'll talk about it a little bit because people got mad at me becky lynch and trish stratus because Lita got taken out by somebody it was trish uh, versus raquel rodriguez and Liv morgan for the uh, women's tag team championships did it go to plan no <laughs> no it did not and there was a segment in the middle there where clearly they all lost communication they all not fell out with each other but it went awry and Look, it wasn't great. It wasn't the best thing in the world. They'll be the first people to realize it and they'll be kicking themselves. Becky Lynch especially looked very, very upset. But without the heel turn at the end by Trish that I'll talk about in just one second. Sure, I think you're probably entering sad frown territory just because there was nothing to take away from it. But I always like to remember that these people are human beings. They didn't want to botch, which is the word. And again, nobody will beat themselves up as much as they did. So even though the match wasn't great, especially given it was a tag team championship match, the fact it ended with Trish Stratus turning on Becky Lynch, I mean, pseudo revealing that she was the person to take out Lita. She has been playing the third wheel the whole time. So I do think this will tie into... um, to, to the bigger story. And it means we get Becky Lynch at Trish Stratus. Apparently at SummerSlam now, which is a very early time to pull the trigger on this angle. To me, I came out of the segment going, you know what, I enjoyed it. And I don't like ragging on people when, uh, you know, when they do they do fumble, because I do that all the time. Look what just happened with my audio, right? I didn't want that to happen, but you just have to roll with these things. So I actually thought all that was fine, because again, when I walked away from it, I was just excited about Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, which I think will be a fabulous match. Like, I truly, truly do. And... um you know, I, I like the fact this carried on through Mania. I believe that Lita's done now, so she served her part as well. And Trish, I said this on Ups and Downs. Make sure you check it out on What Culture Wrestling. Trish Stratus comes back all the time. Oh, good for her, man. She's got that relationship with WWE, so why wouldn't you? But she's been a good guy most of the time. I think the last time she was a bad guy was like 2005. So let's do, you know, bad guy Trish versus good guy Becky Lynch. Again, it's a fresh matchup. And it's a superstar matchup. So if they do hot off to SummerSlam, again, it will start feeling like WrestleMania. I mean, how they're going to hold it off for four months, I don't know. But maybe Trish is going away now. And maybe there's somebody else that Becky Lynch can feud with in the, um, feud with in the interim. But I was totally cool with that. You know, I actually thought it was, uh, it was more than fine. And I loved everything between Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I just do. I just love that story. Dominic Mysterio is one of the best heels in the damn business. Gets mega heat. Rey Mysterio can't help but love him. 
Finn Balor comes out as sort of Dominic's um, surrogate. I assume it was meant to be Damian Priest, but he couldn't get there. Finn Balor gets the win because Dominic screws him over again. Once again, we're moving towards that tag team match at Backlash. It's all good with me. It's simple pro wrestling, SPW. But that could be a wrestling company, so there's something to it. Uh, shout out to Bushin Ryu Cat, who wants to talk about Imperium. Damn right, Gunther, longest reigning Intercontinental Champion for years. After Backlash, Gunther challenges Roman for the title at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns loses to Gunther via DQ to keep the title. Survivor Series, Imperium, Sami and KO versus Bloodline and Brock. No, I mean, I, that's not the position for Gunther, I don't think. If Gunther goes for the championship, he should win. And you can hold it off. There's no rush. Cody should be the one to defeat Roman Reigns. And then you can go into Gunther versus uh, Cody. You can do all that kind of a stuff and maybe make the decision to give the title to, to, to Gunther. But I wouldn't start getting Gunther involved in shenanigans because I think what we've proven over the last few months, if you book somebody really, really strong, all of a sudden people go, wow, this guy is great. And for the first time in years, the Intercontinental Championship actually has some worth. So now I hope they stay away from that. But whatever they want to do with Imperium is fine by me. And there was also this thing I read the other day, and people were naysaying it as always, where Sheamus could win Money in the Bank and he cashes on Gunther to win the Intercontinental Championship, and I get it. Two years in a row for the Money in the Bank champion not to go after the world title, it's not ideal. But what it does do is it absolutely enhances the secondary titles, which we do need to do, but also this has a story to it. It's different for someone like Austin Theory, right? That was a bit lame. But Sheamus has been telling us for years, I want the IC title. I want the IC title. That's my Grand Slam championship. Then I can say I've done every single thing I ever set out to do. So if he did decide to ignore the world championship and go for the IC one instead, you can't say it came out of nowhere because it didn't. It actually makes sense. And if we are going to do the money in the bank every single year and we have a men's and a women's one, which we are going to do, by the way, they're not going to change it. I think you need to have some fun with it. I think you need to be able to spin on a dime with it. And I think that's what we should do. I think Sheamus should win money in the bank and he should cash in on Gunther and win the Intercontinental Championship because after a while as long as you establish that as long as you have narratives there which you can tell I don't have a problem with it again not great with Austin Theory last year don't know what's going on with Austin Theory at the moment he kind of beat John Cena at Wrestlemania and we haven't achieved anything the best comparison of that I've seen is that Dominic Mysterio lost to Rey Mysterio and he's more over and more hated than ever Austin Theory is kind of in the exact same position now it's a marathon not a sprint I enjoyed that match because if you were there live at Wrestlemania people were going absolutely nuts and the dude next to me threw some food on the floor when John Cena lost he was so mad I mean he truly believed it was still real to him damn it but um yeah I uh I don't have a problem with mucking around with the money in the bank concept if we're going to do it every single 12 months. So I see where you're coming from, but I think there's other things that we can do first. Uh, shout out to Spaz Phoenix again, always supporting in the super chat. So many people, Simon, thank you, rightfully so, for not being... Simon, let me start again. Uh, so many people, Simon, thank you for being there on all our worst days to pick us up and dust us off. But I want to say today something different. Thanks for being there on our good days to make them better. Well, that's very kind, my friend. Again... I just want to put positivity out there. Little little side side quest here, as Freddie Prince Jr. would say. There's too much negativity in the world. There's too much hardship in the world. There's too many problems in the world. That's just what we have to deal with as human beings. But if you were going to take all of that and apply it to pro wrestling, I think we're doing it wrong. Doesn't mean you can't be critical. Doesn't mean you have to like everything. That's nonsense. That's not realistic. But the people that get super duper down in the dumps with it, I can promise you as a man who is getting older and older, it ain't worth it, bro. It ain't worth it. Uh, Bushin Ryu Cattles has a part two. So Gunther has been DQ'd at SummerSlam. We've done the big Survivor Series match. We get to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Gunther, Gunther beats Roman for the championship, but Cody wins the Royal Rumble again. <laughs> and at WrestleMania 40 main event is Cody versus Gunther. Cody finishes the story. He's got to beat Roman. 
He's got to be Roman. I can't stress this enough. Doesn't beat Roman. There'll be a contingent of the audience that think he's a loser. <laughs> it's just true. It just is. What the flub else happened on Raw? I can't even remember now because of that damn audio problem earlier. I mean, it was all good. It was all fine. I enjoyed Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Also want to point out, everyone was like, oh man, enjoying that brawl. Bronson Reed was so tight. I'm sure he was sleepy. He literally had the flu. He is out there. He had the flu. I can't even imagine getting out of bed. I've had the flu once and I was dead. I can't imagine having a brawl with Bobby Lashley. So that's probably why he was so tired. But I like that big man slapping man meat. Never going to get mad at that. And uh, we had that three-way, which was kind of random. We had EO Sky versus Piper Niven versus... Um, who was the other person in it? Oh, my gosh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Mia Yim, Meechin. So bizarre because these people lose all the time, and yet somehow Adam Pearce went, yeah, you can be the number one contenders. But I get it, travel issues. And I thought EO Sky was fabulous in this. I was really pleased she leaved, uh, she won. And obviously now we're teasing that the damage control are going to break up because, you know, clearly Bailey's not into it anymore within the story. Uh, so we're going to move on from that, which is kind of a shame. I don't really think they ever reach their creative peak, but we have the draft coming up too, so I suppose they will all get split up. And at least EO Sky is going to get her championship match. I think they'll probably do it on Raw, but hopefully they'll save it to Backlash. That'll be a really fun match, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. The only problem being, in no world does EO Sky win that. Sorry to, to rain on people's parade, but it's not going to happen. But um, I don't know how to feel about this draft. We should probably talk about that a little bit too. It's an interesting one. Do I need a draft? No, I don't. Do I want a draft? Not really. I much prefer being able to utilize the roster on Raw and SmackDown as we see fit. But if Triple H is running the ship, even though I would imagine this is a Vince McMahon idea, he has built up enough faith in me that I think we should just let it play out to have that to have that famous term. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're going to do. Because if we say that Cody Rhodes is now on Raw... I get it a little bit because it means it separates him from Roman, although Roman will still be the super champ, so he can go to both shows. But I'd rather know that Cody Rhodes could turn up on SmackDown without some stupid brand-to-brand invitational in all the gimmicks they make up. What I'm hoping is, and this this will be problematic, I understand that, because you're kind of toying with your audience. But what I'm hoping is that the idea of the draft is that we can finally call out some NXT people. So that's how a Bron Breaker or Carmelo Hayes, I'm not saying it is going to be these people, or Roxanne Perez. That's how we get them on Raw and SmackDown, and then basically we kind of go back to how it was. Now, that would be a waste of time. It would be a massive ploy for ratings. But ultimately... If it means I get people being on Mondays or Fridays whenever I want, I'm happy to go with it. There's enough nonsense in pro wrestling, so if you want to do it that way, uh, you certainly can. And I don't think anything else happened on Raw, and if it did, it hasn't stood out massively as I tried to go through things and think about it. I tell you, the worst thing that happened today, and this does seem to be um, very, very sadly the, 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 the truth of the matter, I don't think we're going forward with the Hurt Business idea. Shout out Benjamin, Vanish, shout out to Shelton. We chatted to him over WrestleMania weekend, such a good dude. Cedric Alexander, gone. MVP, I mean, he's hanging out with Omos, but we haven't seen Omos for a while. There was rumored that they were going to be put in the group as well as Carmelo Hayes. Bobby Lashley, not interested. So I don't think we're going back to it, which I think is a massive shame. I think if you had done them, Omos, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Bobby Lashley, and Carmelo Hayes, I think that would have been an awesome group. Especially if you keep Carmelo Hayes as the um, as the NXT champion. The Bullet Club has proved you have to be together all the time. There's a way to have this synergy. So, yeah, it sucks. I'm going to ruin Omos's uh, character here, too. He's the nicest man ever. We've met a couple of times at WrestleMania. What a dude. What a lovely, lovely human being. And I hope nothing for the best of him. Also, I love that match, Omos versus Brock Lesnar. That's what I want. As we talked about beforehand, you're going to give me seven matches on a Saturday and seven matches on a Sunday. I'm happy to watch two massive guys just smack the crap out of each other. And when Brock Lesnar F5, him i was like man that's some good sports entertainment that is
So yeah, give me more of it, especially because it tied into 24 hours later. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are mentioning the Drew McIntyre situation. Yes, he wasn't on SmackDown because he has some kind of medical issue. So I hope he's well. But there's also speculation out there that he may actually be at odds creatively and financially with WWE. I believe his deal comes up at the end of 2023. But ultimately, he's a long time to renegotiate here. So if he thinks he's worth more money, of course he should hold out. Especially with AEW being there, they'd probably pay him, uh, pay him that kind of cash. And he has come back and achieved everything he always said that he wanted to achieve. And he's worth it too. Like Drew McIntyre absolutely still has a world championship run in him. I think probably as a heel at this point. But he also deserves it in front of a crowd. So people go, oh my gosh, Drew, I can't believe it. You won. Uh, but I would be sad to see him go from WWE. I think he's a pivotal part of that company. And the match he had with Sheamus and Gunther at WrestleMania was probably my favorite. Either that or Cody and Roman Reigns, which I also thought was superb. But we just don't know. And I would always say, take this stuff with a pinch of salt. It could be somebody within the company that was a bit annoyed that Drew turned down an offer. So they're kind of stirring the pot. Maybe Drew wanted to get out there to kind of gauge interest without stepping on anybody's toes. But I would like Drew McIntyre to stay with WWE. I think there's unfinished business there. And no, I don't think he's going to turn up at the Wembley show. Well, he can turn up at the AEW Wembley show. But I promise you now, I'll be in breach of contract and he'll get fired and he'll get sued. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Right. Get your questions into the chat right now and we'll um, and we'll finish with those. Uh, any super chats we'll definitely get to as well. And I massively appreciate the, uh, the support. I just want to go through any news that has come up. Uh, apparently Gunther and Brock Lesnar has been floated back onto the table, apparently to do this summer, which makes the Cody Rhodes feud very interesting because Gunther probably needs to, to, to win that. Is Brock Lesnar going to lose twice? I mean, he should. He's on his way out. But if Vince McMahon is calling those shots, I think that is, um, I think that's very difficult. Very, very difficult. There's also an amazing story going around from Road Dogs podcast where apparently, do you remember at WrestleMania 34 when Brock Lesnar was pissed off that the Roman Reigns match got crapped on? He threw the belt of Vince McMahon. Apparently Shane McMahon was going to go confront Brock Lesnar. Now look, I respect the cojones. I respect the bulls. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Unless you're... Uh, uh, I don't know, Steope, Steope, I can't pronounce his name anymore. You know what I'm talking about, Stipe. Or your, oh, what's the dude's name that they brought back in to have him lose? Why well, can't I remember his name? Anyway, that guy who smashed Brock Lesnar, or Alistair Overeem, but that's a very different situation. I don't think you should go talk trash to Brock Lesnar. But for Shane McMahon, dude, we should probably mention that as well. Look, Shane McMahon coming back at WrestleMania was funny, got a big pop. I get that people don't, or well, some people don't like him. Don't laugh at the fact he got injured. Look, there is some humor. Let me change that. There is some humor in it because it was his quad. And anytime that does happen in wrestling, like it is teehee once you find out that somebody is mostly okay. But also, just have a bit of sympathy for him, right? He's still a human being. Imagine that happened to you. Ah, uh, it'd be the worst thing ever. Like, imagine somehow I debut for a massive wrestling company. The first thing I did was break my arm. Can you imagine? <laughs> the internet would be hell. Always have a little bit of compassion. It's good. Uh, Logan Paul re-signed with WWE. And yes, he definitely photoshopped that picture. <laughs> I don't care. It was a stupid thing to do. I don't know why they did it. But uh, I'm not going to worry about that stuff because I don't think... Uh I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it. And other than that, I think uh, oh yeah, well, Vince McMahon is now turned into Jonah Jameson, yeah, and he's looking for Spider-Man. I don't want to talk about that. There's, there's too when we mention that, there's too many um 
moral questions that come up. And I think we should stay away from that now because it just makes me... I mean, there's definitely a time and a place to talk about it, but yeah, he looks absolutely ridiculous. Uh, shout out to the Hebrew Hammer in the Super Chat who says, Oscar needs the Sting character. Just a quiet and mysterious ass kicker would probably help with developing some storylines in the women's division. I mean, look, wrestling is all about copy and paste, right? And no one's done that for a while. It was incredibly successful. So yes, Oscar should have done that when she came back as her uh, her old persona, the Karna stuff. And I, I still think that Oscar um, should have won at WrestleMania. I love Bianca Belair. I thought her entrance was superb. She is a wonderful baby face but i think it would have just shaken up the women's division a little bit and i think it would have made oscar into a contender and bianca could have beaten her a backlash right i don't think that would have been a problem not every single champion has to hold the belt for thousands of thousands of days sometimes you do want to see things change so yeah i would have had oscar won but i really enjoyed that match just two um two really good wrestlers uh, who do you think roman will face at the king of the ring since he'll reach 1000 days as universal champion that's the saudi arabia show so he probably will be on that one I mean, that could be where you do the Cody Rhodes thing. I would do it at SummerSlam, but maybe maybe they do it there. Uh, Sheamus cashing in on the Intercontinental Champion makes way more sense. He shouldn't jump him, though. It's got to be a straight-up match. Yes, I agree. He sh- it should be for SummerSlam. He should win it and say SummerSlam. That works, doesn't it? Yeah, I want you. Totally. Uh, why does Drew always get the flu? Because he works damn hard. That's why. So his immune system is screwed because he's putting in the hours. What's your favorite tea? This is going to ruin your life. I've never had a cup of tea. Well, that's not true. I had one cup of tea when I was a kid. I didn't like it. Never had a cup of tea again. And apparently that uh, the gobbledygooker is going to win the, 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 the championship. I'd be cool with that, man. I don't mind if the gobbledygooker wins. I'm dead serious. Here are people that I'm happy winning the WWE title from Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, Mantar, Fantasio, whatever his flipping name was. The gobbledygooker, Rick Martel, bring him back with his spray. I mean, he was so much better than that. He was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Doink the Clown, Repo Man. I'm not going to get mad. Stupid wrestling. I'd be, I would be the happiest person ever. It would be absolutely absolutely hilarious uh, i don't think anything else massively has been going on in wrestling i think AEW's been doing a great job with their shows um i was really happy to see that everybody smashed it on friday when it came to the ratings smackdown did a mammoth number the best number they've done in years so wrestlemania is working there and both rampage and battle of the belts did well and now obviously we're getting into these t- this territory where we may be getting a saturday AEW show um so that's going to be massively interesting uh, I, I think it's two hours on a saturday night is the rumor we don't 100 percent know now and for anybody asking will we up those downs well that's an interesting question i wouldn't be able to do it until the monday and is there any worth i mean let me know in the chat right i wouldn't be able to do that till monday probably at like midday so it's like you know two days are almost after the fact so that's a, if it, we don't know if it's real or not right it could just be mad rumors but yeah if that is the case it will be. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how we're going to do it. Uh, somebody asked, am I wrestling again soon? Yes, I'm wrestling this weekend on Saturday down in Weymouth for UPW, which, I mean, break the kayfabe wall. Is my heel character, Moneymaker Miller, my favorite character to play. So if you're around, come on down. Uh, what's your biggest piece of fitness advice? I just started working out again. I can feel progress, but it's hard to see due to how I see my body. Just enjoy it as much as you can. And remember, you're already in competition with yourself and that everybody has body dysmorphia. Uh, what's your favorite mania of all time? Very sadly, it's WrestleMania 17. It's boring, but it is the best. Any word on the Bray Wyatt situation? Apparently off TV to a backlash. Now, it sounds like he's dealing with some kind of illness as well. We don't know if that's true or not. But again, I always want wrestlers and people to be happy. So I'm just sending all the love to anyone that may be suffering right now. And would you ever do MMA? No, not now. I'm too old. I'll get smashed up and I wouldn't be able to do wrestling. Wrestling is the thing that I'm going for in 2023. Um, I want to see how much uh, progress and how much success we can have with that. Right. Very sorry, very sorry, very uh, sadly, due to all the um, the technical issues, I have run out of time because I need to be somewhere in, in, in 10 minutes. But 
We are going to keep rocking and rolling with these. I will try and make sure all these issues are sorted out last time. We will always aim for 60 minutes because I think that is the way to do it. But I do appreciate you being here for checking out. Uh, I'll aim for 5 p.m. Uh, BST, British summertime, which is what we're in right now. I'm not sure what that is in your part of the world because I think that works. Uh, but maybe we'll do some late ones too. Maybe we'll do some early ones, but we'll always make sure we get them in. And again, you can make sure you subscribe on your app of choice. Uh, we're on everything podcast wise and if we're not i've tried and for some reason uh they don't want me on there which i understand i wouldn't want me <laughs> i wouldn't want me i wouldn't want me uh, on there either uh, otherwise though again if you're into fitness as that just came up grillamine.com forward slash simon use code simon get 10 percent off i am affiliated with them but i promise you i use every single one of their supplements i think they're tremendous they're the best supplement company i've ever used and i've used a lot of supplement company and i absolutely trust them patreon.com forward slash simon 316 even if you throw a dollar in there it helps with this especially because i don't earn a lot of money from youtube and i do count it as a separate business prowrestlingtees.com forward slash simon miller got a bunch of dumb tees new dumb tees all going up and i massively appreciate you buying on there you can get cameo personalized video just search for simon miller and i'm always happy to do them and if you're on youtube right now subscribe like the video that helps massively it gets the podcast the whatever we're calling it uh, out there and around the world and check out my other videos too i don't even care if you watch them just push play and leave the room youtube doesn't know you're not watching them in fact they'll think you're well invested so that will rock and of course what culture wrestling check out my ups and downs where we just go crazy and we just have a good time some people got super duper mad with me over WrestleMania going, you're too nice, you're too nice. Well, I tell you now, I'm always going to be too nice. There's enough negativity out there when it comes to wrestling. I'll always look on the bright side. Doesn't mean things don't get it down. Of course they do. But we'll always look on the good side of things because I just think that's the way that we should be watching wrestling. I'm probably completely wrong. But again, there's lots of critics out there who will just crap on everything and good for them. I hope they're doing well with it as well. So thank you very much for joining me. Sorry that this was an absolute roller coaster. As it turns out, I can't leave uh, my equipment for a week because it, it will break and now the internet is going mad too. So look, we'll love you and leave you. We did what we could. That's the main thing. I appreciate your support and I'll see you on the next one.